JMI Wealth, Andrew Kelleher, good morning. Morning, Mike. Do you bring good news? I do, I do, and why not? I'm on chilly, on the shortest day of the year, on a chilly morning, let's have some warm economic fuzzies. Um, so, yeah, have we got evidence of a bounce back in economic activity in the second quarter? Yeah, possibly. Look, it's only one month's data, but, but given that we're almost at the end of the second quarter, it's encouraging. What we're talking about here, Mike, is the BNZ Business New Zealand Performance of Manufacturing Index, which is the PMI, and the Performance of Services Index, the PSI. And these were released Friday and Monday, respectively. Um, and of course, these data releases follow closely on the heels of the negative growth that was reported in the first quarter, where we had GDP at minus 0.2. Now, Mike, the sort of common wisdom has been that there would be a bounce back in, in this quarter. I mean, you've got less home isolations going on, borders reopening, uh, fewer gathering restrictions, hospital firing. Uh, and I think that uh, there are signs of hope in these numbers. So the PMI, these are the numbers, uh, manufacturing 52.9 um, is the index. So it's up 1.7. So it's expanding. It's over 50. Um, still below the long-term average, though. And if I look at the individual sectors that uh, are reported in this, production, delivery of raw materials, both return to expansion, new orders, though, obviously important. It is above 50, but it's still below its long-term average, and it is at its lowest level since August last year. Now, respondents can also provide comments, and the proportion of negative comments is still very high, particular mention of skills and labour shortages. But overall it seems to suggest that manufacturing could deliver a small bounce in second quarter growth. Now, the performance of services index, this was the one that was released yesterday, 55.2 is the index, up three points, expanding, and it is above the long-term average of 53. It's the highest number we've seen since June 2021. So you've got a healthy pickup in new orders, uh, activity, um, sales, supply deliveries are still challenging. So even though we've got some anecdotal evidence that supply chains are easing, uh, it looks like this suggests it's still not flowing as normal, so still a bit of a headwind. Um, look, there is still some there's evidence in here, I think, that border opening is helping the service sector. Hospitality sector looks the best it's looked for mm -hmm. a long time. Overall, Mike, I think the answer is yes. Sure. There is evidence that a bounce in activity in the second quarter. Of course, we don't know whether it's short term. We don't know whether it's got this resilient. We don't know you know, what it's going to look like through to the end of the year. No, and from our Oh, the Irony file oh in Europe, um, when you want to save the world, the first thing you do is burn more coal. That's right. You just fire up the coal plants. So globally, we're trying to get uh, on top of inflation. So the central banks, they're trying to suppress demand and see that demand supply or demand start to align with supply. But this energy sector is problematic. And these are the latest salvos in the European energy crisis. Gosh, there's lots of risk. And we haven't talked about this for a while, have we, Mike? But this is the fallout from the Russia-Ukraine conflict. And we've talked before about the weaponization of, you know, economic factors, in this case, natural gas. Now, We've talked before about the European reliance on Russian natural gas. About 40% of the European Union gas supply comes from Russia, and Russia has been restricting supply, and now it's carrying on with that game. It's gone further. So it's reduced in the last few days, reduced natural gas supplies to Italy by half. They did the same to Slovakia. They cut off all France entirely. Uh, the supply to Germany is being cut by 60%, uh, and three consecutive days, actually, of gas supply reductions. It's hitting Poland. Uh, Bulgaria, Finland, the Netherlands, Denmark. Now, here, there's, there's irony all over this, though. The Russian state-owned energy uh, company Gazprom, uh, they've, they're blaming the cuts on maintenance repairs on the Nord Stream 1 pipeline under the Baltic Sea, and they're saying they can't fix it 
because the Russian sanctions mean that essential pumping equipment is still sitting somewhere in Montreal. So, so what do you do, though? What do you do when you've got no natural gas? You fire up the coal plants, and Russia said it will significantly increase the use of coal to preserve energy supplies. Uh, they're going to pass emergency laws to reopen mothballed uh, coal plants for electricity generation. Uh, it's happening in Netherlands. It's happening in Austria. Um, so natural gas has spiked up again. Yes, there is irony abounds, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. What are the numbers? Well, the U.S. is shut because they're, they're for celebrating the Juneteenth holiday, but I can report that the futures market has gained since Friday, roughly 1% gains. FTSE 100, 7121, up 1.5% overnight. Uh, the Nikkei fell 191 points yesterday, about 0.7%, 25771. Shanghai Composite unchanged, 3315. The ASX 200 yesterday lost 0.6%, closing at 6433. The NZX 50 sort of unchanged, pretty much unchanged, 10,588. On the currencies, Kiwi dollar 0.6329, so it's stronger than it was last week. 0.9109 against the Aussie, 0.6024 euro, 0.5172 pounds, 85.52 Japanese yen, gold. $1,836.01, and Brent crude still lower, $114.13, so good news there. Uh, I can report Bitcoin also has fallen back through 20000 bucks. so watch out watch out Dan Carter on his NFTs. That's oh, I'll say. be putting the hard questions to him, don't you yep. worry. Jam, Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.